How Christians long ago were brought before a tyrant's throne. They were told that he would spare their lives if they would renounce the name of Christ. But one by one they chose to die. Son of God, they would not deny. And as a good angelic choir sings, I can almost hear their voices ring. I pledge allegiance to the to the Lamb with all my oh with all I am. I will seek to honor His commands. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Now the years have come and the years have gone but the cause of Jesus still goes on now the time has come to count the cost to reject this world and embrace the cross now one by one let us live our lives for the one who died to give us life that when the trumpet sounds on the final day we will proudly stand and boldly say I pledge allegiance to to the Lamb with all my oh with all I am I will seek to honor His commands. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. I pledge allegiance. Oh, with all my, oh, with all I am, I will seek to honor his commands I pledge allegiance to the Lamb I pledge allegiance to the to the Lamb with all my oh with all I am I will seek to honor his commands I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. 
I'm bringing tonight, today, a couple that I really admire. And they work tirelessly for the cause. They've never looked back from the day they got in the church. Always being on fire, a soul winner for God. And I met the girl who first witnessed to the elder. And when I told her he's safe, she said, I don't believe it. So we took him there, and he didn't believe that. We knew her. We went to their home, and he said, that's him. At school, we would try to talk to him. Never know he would, he would receive the message and got converted. Amen. While that's going on, we had a radio broadcast all across Alberta. And her mother heard the message, but couldn't speak much English. And got her, got her daughter to interpret for her on the phone. And while she was interpreting from me through her mom, she received the Holy Ghost. And they both never looked back since. I went to see where she's teaching in, in uh, White, in a, in a place called Sitsika. How, how pregnant were you? How many months were you at? Eight. I was scared to death of her. At midnight, she's driving on the highway back home. I said, girl, you are crazy. What are you doing out there? I said, I'm driving back from Bible study. Bunch of women... And her husband teaching the men. I know they will not tell you this. They've seen the dead raised back to life. They've seen dotted eyes open. They have seen crippled hands stretched out. They literally have seen it. They've seen cancer removed instantly. And a whole lot more miracles they have seen. No exaggeration intended. It's a fact. Sister Cheryl Alexander and I flew down to the reserve because the reserve said, come talk to our addictive young people from all across Canada. It was a big hoping forum. We went there. We, Sister Cheryl flew back the same night. I stayed there probably another day, did I? And we went to every room at their request to pray in their room. They said, we could not believe Cheryl's testimony. They said, on that basis, we believe the whole thing. So this young man and his wife is pastoring two churches. Every time I call, they're either on the highway or somewhere, or telling me how many are being baptized, how many get the Holy Ghost. And I believe, uh, Brother Howell, is it Brother Howell? Howell? What's his name? Howell? I'm going to try to preach for you once or twice. Once, and he's back up. Come the second time. Is that right? He promised you. He's due. At no charge. And but, above all, Joshua, come here, Joshua. His mom picked up a disease. He's not sure where from. A crippling disease. They say it was very bad. This boy went into the hospital, turned to his mom on the sick bed, and rebuked the devil. She came to church, pulled her carcass in church, and he said... While his dad was preaching, Dad, I've got something to say. His dad said, what are you going to say? He said to his mom, you are healed right now. Thank you, Joshua.
I want the wife to come and greet you. She's from the top church, of course. What do you think? And then I want you I want you to introduce your husband. Can you do that? Praise the Lord Church. I'm honored to be here at the top church. Um, this is where I grew up. God has been so faithful. Um, I was um, just thinking about all the different places that God spoke to me in this house. He brought me in the house and he spoke to me here, he spoke to me here, I was praying over here and he reminded me of what he had promised and what God promises he fulfills. And I learned early on, everybody do this. You shield the man of God's heart. You protect the man of God's heart, your pastor. You always protect the man of God's heart. You shield him. And you will be blessed. If you honor the man of God, the ministry, those that work effortlessly in the house of the Lord, if you honor them, then God will honor you. He will give you blessings that you have never believed you can have. He will give you talents that you can give unto the Lord. He will give you a good job that you can support the ministry. He will do all these things, but you always have to protect the man of God's heart. And you do everything that the man of God tells you. If he says, I want you to go teach a Bible study, go teach a Bible study. And you be faithful. And you will see that how God will one day give you a heart just like the man of God. You will love the ministry. You will love souls. You will love winning um, people to God. And he will give you a man after God's own heart. God is faithful. We, we are working hard to, um, for the time is drawing near that the doors of the Gentiles will be closed. So we're working effortlessly. We're working so hard to reach as many souls as we can. I had a dream um, when I was uh, working for God in, in uh, Calgary. And I had a dream. God showed me a dream. And I was, we were marching to heaven. The heaven was here, and I was there, and we were marching into the gates of heaven. And I turned around, and I seen so many souls and from all over. And I said, what is this? And it was like God said, these are the souls that you have won for Christ. But saints, I want you to put yourself in that place. You see heaven? You turn around, and those are all the souls that you win for Christ. I believe that, church. I believe that you are able. You have the tools. You have the boldness. You have everything that you need to win souls for Jesus. But at the same time, when you're working for God, you hold the man of God's heart in your hand. You protect the man of God. He will lift you up. You, you, we are excited for what God is going to continually do for this church, for the Rock Church, for all the churches. We're, we're excited because we're on the threshold of an exciting time. I want, and every visitor that's here, it's time for you to jump on board because we're ready. We're, we're, we're committed. We're going to work for God with all our heart, saints, and, and we're going to just live for God with all our heart. I just want to thank God for everything He has done. 
And today I want to um, bring to you a man of God that has um, has come into this ministry, this Pastor Neil's ministry, and um, he has given himself over to God. He prays faithfully. He opens the church faithfully. He reaches souls, and his love is souls. He loves the Word of God, uh, a young man that God looked upon and said, I can use this man. And, and now he's going to come and preach to you. With He's going to have faith that whatever God gave him, that he gives to you, he's going to have faith that you will take it and you will, and you will run with it. You want to run with what, whatever message that God has given to the man of God. You hold it and you run with it. And you go do what the Bible says through the man of God. So um, welcome him today. Greet him. <laughs> let's, let's worship the Lord. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody say praise the Lord. Are you ready to have church this morning? I said, are you ready to have church this morning? I don't know what you came to do. We didn't come to barbecue, but we came to praise Him. Amen? I said, we came to praise Him. Amen? Oh, am I in an apostolic church this morning? I said, am I in an apostolic church this morning? The last time I looked, this sign was said of the top church, hallelujah, where God resides in his people this morning. I, I don't know about you, but I came to lift up the name of Jesus. I came... I said I came to praise him. Hallelujah. This is a place when you're feeling down. Hallelujah. God's going to bring you up. When you're feeling like there's nowhere to go. This is the house to be in this morning. I'm coming to tell somebody this morning. We're going to have church. Whether you like it or not. I'm here to have church. Woo. Would you clap your hands and give God the praise. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is good to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is early for me in Jesus' name. I woke up really early this morning. And I mean it's early. We start church at 1.30. And um, I was like, Jesus, have mercy. Hallelujah. When you get into a rhythm, hallelujah, you don't get up that early. Because church starts at 1.30 and you guys start church at 9.30 We need to pray for you people In the name of Jesus Heal them Lord But we had a great time I've been having a good time The word of God Bishop I'm so happy that um, We were able to make it here Thank you for Allowing me to preach this morning So good to be with my beautiful wife And my kids Hallelujah i got some of the greatest kids in the world Hallelujah Family, you ought to love your kids that they're living for Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, it's exciting when I turn around. I'm looking out, and uh, it's been a while since I've been here. But when I see some of the faces that are new, I get excited. I just looked at my wife and said, My Lord Jesus, look at all those new folks. 
She goes, they're all black. I said, really? I didn't notice. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. She just, I'm telling you what she said, sister. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I start looking around seeing other faces. And I'm like, hallelujah, some folks I don't even notice over here. Some folks I don't even notice over here. You know what? That's the way it should be. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'm not going to take long. I'm not going to preach long. But I do have a word this morning for you. Keep the folks at church in prayer. They allowed me to be here this morning. I got a text this morning, and they said, Pastor, we normally have a bus service that goes to Siksika and bring the folks from Siksika to Calgary. And they text me this morning and says, Saints, I won't be able to make it in on bus driver. He went on vacation. So you got to find your way in this morning if you can, and I can't understand if you can't find your way. Well, they text me this morning and says, we're coming to church. <laughs> ah, with or without the pastor, they're coming to church. <laughs> and that's a good thing to know, my friend, when you're away and the folks are still coming to church. Especially a home mission church, amen. That's exciting in itself. But if you have your Bibles, would you turn to me in the books of Acts 26? Acts 26. Reading from verse 28. If you're there, say amen. Now, I got this message about several weeks, a couple weeks ago. Hallelujah. Just, it was just a thought, but I finally put the, 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 the notes to it. In Jesus' name, and I want to preach it here today. I just feel like it's part of what God's doing and I feel like it's in the flow of the Holy Ghost this morning and I really want to preach this morning I just I feel like a crazy man this morning I we going to have church this morning you guys are looking at me all nervous and everything hallelujah but I know one thing for sure we're going to have church this morning <laughs> oh the devil's going to have a bad day this morning mm. <laughs> I say he's going to have a bad morning hallelujah you know, hallelujah, in the, in the Caribbean where I come from, they call it munk. You know, when you hit somebody across the head, you get a big lump. Hallelujah, we call it munk. I don't know what you guys call it, but he's going to have some lumps in his head this morning. <laughs> ah, because we're going to preach the word of God this morning. Acts, 20, Acts 26, verse 28, and it says, Then, then Agrippa said unto Paul, almost, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Ah, I'll read it one more time. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou prepare, persuadest me to be a Christian. I want to preach to the church this morning. The tragedy of almost. <laughs> I want to preach to you this morning in a short little time that we have together. The tragedy of almost. Would you lift your hands with me one more time? Would you ask God to move in this place? Bishop, would you pray right now? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name.
Come on, church apostolics, I need to hear you pray now. Would you help me this morning to pray <laughs> the tragedy of almost? Would you help me preach this morning? Would you help me pray? Come on, somebody. Would you lift up your voice and ask God to be in this place today? Would you ask God to move in this house right now? Would you ask God right now in the name of Jesus Christ to move upon somebody's heart to speak to us this morning? My mind is ready. My heart is ready. I am, oh, Father God, willing to do what you want me to do. Come on. Would you clap your hands, all you people? I feel the Holy Ghost is moving in this place right now. I feel the Holy Ghost, the breath of God is in this place right now. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated in Jesus' name. I want to talk to you this morning about the tragedy of almost. I am here to tell you this morning that my mind is made up that I will serve the Lord God Almighty. It don't matter what comes my way, I will put my God first. It don't matter the trials and tribulation that I come through, I know that God is on my side this morning. I know one thing for sure, hallelujah, that coming to church is the best thing there is. And I'm here to tell you this morning, it's the best decision you will ever make this morning. But I'm here to tell you this morning, hallelujah, don't ever take church lightly. Don't ever take coming to the house of God lightly. Don't believe, hallelujah, the naysayers that says church is boring. Church is a place, hallelujah, that they tell you what to do and there's lots of rules and restrictions that you cannot do, hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you today, you want to love the house of God. You want to love Jesus Christ. You want to love being in the church this morning. But there is a tragedy of a being almost. Paul preached an awesome message to King Agrippa. He said, King Agrippa, here is the word of the Lord. King Agrippa, I bring to you the word of the Lord this morning. And he preached to, preached to King Agrippa. And as Agrippa got in his heart, he says, you know what? Oh, Paul, you just about persuaded me. You just about convinced me. You just about made me want to be a Christian. You just about want me, hallelujah, to step off my throne and say, you know what, I want this but I've got news for you today, this morning. God does not want His church to be almost ready. God does not want His church to be almost in revival. God does not want His church to say, we're going to almost baptize you in Jesus' name. Can I tell you today, there's a tragedy of being in the almost. I have made up my mind this morning that I will go all the way. I'm not going to be almost saved. I'm going to be all the way. I'm not going to almost get baptized. I will get baptized. I will not almost be filled with the Holy Ghost. I will be filled. There's a tragedy of being in the almost. For some of you people that ran track stars that's sitting in the pews right now this morning. Hallelujah. I ran lots of races. And what happened, hallelujah, there's something about being second. <laughs> you felt you came really close, but you didn't make it. You put all the efforts you can, 
but you just didn't make it. And you're looking at the guy that ran and he won. And you're in second place. And you say to yourself, I almost won. And you feel in your spirit that you could have won. If you just pushed a little harder, if you breathe a little bit better. If you just slow down on the things and you start evaluating what's going on. Can I tell the top, top church today? Hallelujah. God is not in the business of being almost. <laughs> God is not in the business of being almost. Because almost is failure, baby. I said almost is failure. I said almost is failure. I know one thing for sure. Hallelujah. We're not in the almost situation. We will win. Can somebody help me this morning? I said we will win. Hallelujah. If you turn down my monitors just a little bit, I'll be happy. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, we will win. Can I get a witness over here this morning? I said we will win. Can I get a witness over here this morning? And said, we will win. Can I look at the priest to you this morning? I said, we will. Can I look to you this morning? This morning? I said, we will. Hallelujah, Bishop. It's time we realize this morning. We're not almost going to make revival. We are going to be in revival. And we will say it. This is not the almost church. We're not almost right. We are right. This is the true church. We don't got almost the truth. We got the truth. The devil wants to make you believe you're in an almost generation. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. You see, when you look up the word almost, it means very nearly, but not exactly or entirely. Almost is an express disappointment, a conclusion, but not a success. You see, the race is over, but you didn't win. I almost won. As you stand before God, I would to God that I preach to somebody this morning and I speak to your heart. Would you tell God this morning, like King Agrippa told Paul, Pastor Neil, you almost convinced me that this is the church. Would you stand before the Almighty God and say, I almost listened to you. Would you stand before God and say, I almost, I almost won that soul. I almost lived for you. As you stand in the pews this morning, look at how many people that are out there and said, Oh my God, I'm for the Holy Ghost. You know, Brother Shilling, I almost witnessed to you. Where would you be today if someone, hallelujah, didn't do it? Where would you say today if somebody didn't come to you and said, You know what? I almost talked to you about God. Can I talk to you this morning and tell you today? As I went to school and there was a lady, hallelujah, that almost didn't 
invited me to church. Almost didn't invite me to church. We were all standing there. Hallelujah. She invited Susie. She invited Jackie. She invited the people that were all standing around. Me wanting to love Jesus. Me wanting to just, you know what, I need a change in my life. And she said, hallelujah. I looked at her and said, well, can I come too? (laughs) You see, she didn't invite me. And then she said, but I said, hey, can I come too? And she looked at me and said, surely you can come too. And the rest is history. And I have a question for the top church today. What about you? What if someone didn't tell you about God this morning because they almost didn't talk to you. They almost left you in the blind side. Can I preach to somebody this morning? Can I tell you today, most of the time, almost is a spoken in sadness or regret. I almost became a doctor. I almost finished university. They almost got the job. When you're in an almost situation, my friend, you are believing one thing for sure. (laughs) That is of the world. The world thinks almost is okay. Is it okay if I take off my jacket? I'm going to preach this morning. You see, the world believes in almost, and it's all right to be in the almost. (laughs) They think almost is a, you know, it ain't that bad. I almost got the house that I wanted, but I could settle for this. I almost married that person, but that ain't bad either. I almost got the dog that I wanted, but you know, Sally, Jackie Gilly, you know, he, he does some pretty cool tricks. I could live with that. You know what? I almost had, you know, that cool job. But you know, this job is not that bad. Can I tell you today, my friend? Not in the church. I said not in the church. When God said it's yes or no. When God said it's yes or no. I'm here to tell you today. We're not an almost church. We are the church. We're not an almost generation. We are the generation that God says, hallelujah. We are the 11th hour church. And I'm here to preach to you today. Get off your horses and believe what? Things are sure we're not gonna be almost ready. We are gonna be ready when when Jesus comes. Will you be ready, or will you say I almost got ready? There's a tragedy in being in the almost. Can I talk to somebody this morning? Can I speak to somebody this morning? There's a tragedy in being an almost. We've read the scripture in Acts 26, 24 to 28. 
And in 28 it says, Then Grippa said to Paul, You almost persuaded me to become a Christian. This is what Paul had waited for. He gets to go before the king to tell his testimony. He appeals to him to become a Christian. And after Paul's life's change in sermon, King Agrippa's response is, Paul, you almost persuaded me to be a Christian. You know, Bishop Neal, that was a powerful message. You spoke about being a pastor. But you know, you, 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 just, you just almost, you almost persuaded me. That I want to be a great saint. You know, you, you came pretty close, but man, you just needed some add a little bit, a few more things in there. Ah, hallelujah. King Agrippa could not deny that he believed Paul. Most of you cannot deny that that is the message that you need to hear. We cannot deny it. The king could not deny that the prophecies of Jesus were true. He could not deny it. He could not deny that the, mir the miracles that he saw, the miraculous conversation of Paul, he could not deny it. Instead, he made a decision to not believe. He made a decision not to be saved. He made a decision not to be saved. Church, I cannot preach to you this morning. Can I talk to my talk to you when it's on the pews this morning? Can I look at your face and tell you today? Don't ever make that decision not to be saved. Can I look you straight in the eyes and say, Jesus Christ is coming? As you stop, as you stand before the King of Kings. And he looks you straight in the eyes. And said, you know the preacher that came down and he talked to me. You know the man of God that's been preaching to me on every Sunday and Tuesday morning. And you lift up your hands and said, I almost was persuaded. Church, can I leave you this message on my heart this morning? Let's not get into the spirit of almost. Because almost is a failure. <sighs> if you have your Bibles, turn to me in 2 Peter first, Second Peter 1 verse 10. If I got to read it this morning, would you help me read this morning? Yes, please. There's men and women who were once living for God, but now they are not. They were almost rescued from the world. <laughs> they were almost saved. Can I preach to some young people this morning? 
that we almost listened to our pastor. <laughs> we almost did what he wanted us to do. I know we've used the word almost very few times. But I want to relate this message to you this morning. If you can understand the preacher's heart this morning. That almost is a failure. We're not doing is a failure. Almost is a failure. I got excited when the bishop <clears throat> started talking about the pastoring stuff this morning. <laughs> and I looked at our church this morning and I got so excited because I see the saints this morning they they uh, they, they they started believing on what the pastor is doing. <laughs> church my friend, can I tell you something? God's been blessing the rock church this morning. <laughs> You ought to get excited about that, amen? It's all right. I know God's blessing this church, but it's all right to get excited about other churches that God's blessing too, you know? I said it's, it's all right to get excited about when God's blessing other church, amen? I said God's blessing the rock church this morning. I said it's all right to get to get excited about that this morning. And so one thing I know, I was like, the saints came up to me and they, I was looking at a building, Hallelujah. And I start looking at a building. We're going to come to you this morning. <laughs> and we start looking at a building and they said to me, I says, Pastor, I says, you know what, church? You know, m most of you that know me, that, you know, like, I was looking at the building. I'm like, this building is cheap. We, we can afford that. They, they look at me and it says, Bishop, they look at me and says, we can't do that. I'm like, yeah, we can. It's cheap. We should, we should go into this one. They look at me. We, we, we can't go there. I says, why not? <laughs> it's cheap. We can afford this. They look me in the eye, Bishop, and they says, you know why, Pastor? Because you've been preaching 303 years, and this building cannot fit 303 years. So, <clears throat> I'm coming to you, man, in Jesus' name. So I looked at them and says, you got a point. You got a point. You're right. And the pastor's wrong. Let's look for another building where there's going to be 303 years. Can I tell you this morning, they were not, they were not somewhat convinced of the message. They were not almost convinced of the message. They believed the message. They were saying, Pastor, we can do this. We can build it. I am here to tell you today, when you get out of the almost and start believing that you can, you will. Stop saying the city is almost ours. Stop claiming it. It is ours. Because there's a, there's a danger in believing, hallelujah, that it's not yours. There's a tragedy in almost. So Bishop, I got to my folks and I start talking to them and say, yo, 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 okay. They said, when did we start this 300 business in three years? I said, I don't really know, but it sounds good and you guys are believing it, so let's keep it going. Hallelujah. But here's what happened. If they were almost 
persuaded, if they were almost convinced, they, hallelujah, Bishop, let me tell you what's happening. They start saying to themselves, how much Bible studies can I have? How much person can I witness to? How much person, hallelujah, I haven't done my part this year. I gotta go talk to somebody and bring somebody in because, Bishop, here's what happened. They were not somewhat convinced. They were convinced all the way that we're gonna have a church and there's gonna be 300 in three years. And guess what happened? Somebody at camp meeting starts saying we're going to have a new building. I don't know who was that. So guess what happened? After camp meeting... Brother Miles and Sister Miles visited us. For the first time they visited us, the landlord came and gave us an eviction notice. I said, thanks guys for showing up. But guess what happened, church? I started telling my leaders. I said, we got to move. The landlord kicked us out. I'm all... We gotta move. The landlord kicked us out. We gotta move. The landlord kicked us out. You know what they did, Bishop? They're like, yeah! Yeah! What kind of bad news are you gonna shout about? What's your problem? I phone, I phone Quintero up. That's she in the building with us. I says, brother, I got some news for you. You're sitting down in his little broken one. No, but I, I found a seat. So he literally found a seat and he sat down. <laughs> now tell me. I told him. He's like, hey man, that's excited. <laughs> Can I tell you something, my friend? When you are believing all the way, there's no telling what God going to do for the church when the saints get together and say we're not somewhat persuaded we are persuaded all the way great things will happen hey church I'm not almost saved I'm going to be saved I am not going to be almost in the church I'm going to be in the church I'm going to live right I'm going to talk right I'm going to walk right I'm going to act right because I know one thing I said God is coming and I'm going to be ready I'm not going to be almost in this thing I'm going to be in it all the way I don't believe in almost I believe in hallelujah the uttermost I don't want to sit here and look at you and tell you you're going to be almost saved we will be Clap your hands and believe it. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Church! Don't settle for second best. We are the best. We are the child's king. We are the king's kids. There's a tragedy in being almost. So guess what, Bush? We got to go now look for a new building. We got to go find a building. But for the first time as being in a pastor, 
was like, this is pretty cool. God, here. Because you know what? I don't know why preachers preach some crazy stuff. <laughs> they, do, they preach some really funny stuff. Weird stuff, man. And you know what? We believe them. <laughs> we believe them, man. What are they doing? I don't know, crazy people. This preacher said to us at camp meeting, you know what faith is? He said, faith is R-I-S-K. And for some reason, I started getting excited. It's a risk because I got no money. She's got it all. I don't got none. Hallelujah. But I also heard the preacher said, when you stop trying, he's going to step in. And so God, I stopped trying. So Lord, step on in. And I'm believing it today. Because the church starts saying, we're not going to almost reach the 300. We will. Get out of the mentality this morning that says you are almost victorious. I'm here to tell you today, you're not almost victorious. You will be. You will be. Get it in your mind. Get it in your heart. There's a tragedy in almost. Hallelujah. So Bishop... Church, I want to live right. I want to act right. I want to look right. I want to talk right. I want to be ready to meet the King of Kings. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm here to take it this morning. I am not going to be in an almost situation where I am deciding between God and the world. I'm deciding, hallelujah. I don't want to decide anymore. My mind is made up that I will see the King. My mind is made up that I'm going the glory land. My mind is made up that I will walk on the streets of gold. My mind is made up. I don't know about you this morning, but is your mind made up? Is your heart made up? And if it don't make up, this morning is a perfect time to get it made up. Because tomorrow is not guaranteed for you. But today is the day of salvation for you, for me. Can't somebody hear me this morning? I am here to tell you this morning tomorrow is not guaranteed but today is there is something when the church starts saying we can't and when you start saying you can guess what's going to happen say it again you will We went to Six Sicker. Hallelujah. I was talking to my wife. We joke about it all the time. Hallelujah. Now, Six Sicker's a rough place, man. Hallelujah. Uh, if you guys are ever interested in missionary field, just come. Phone my number. I'll give you my address. You don't need to go to Ethiopia. You don't even need to go to a Muslim country. Just come to Six Sicker. Uh-huh. Hey, let's think about it. It's still Canada. And it's not that long of a drive. And you're on the missionary field. 
For all you black folks that's from the Caribbean, let me relate to you in this way. <laughs> you see, the way we get addresses is go down the street, turn by the greenhouse. By the greenhouse, you see a big garbage can that looks like an elephant. By the elephant, you turn around the corner and you walk up Susie Street. You know Susie, right? The girl that walks down and looks like this. Oh, yeah, we all know Susie. And then when you pass that, there's a blue house. God forbid they change the blue house to greenhouse because you're going to mess up. Hallelujah. Can they no address down the street? Hallelujah. And then there always is a dog that goes woof, 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 woof. And then he stops. By the dog I am around three houses from the dog That's how you find their house It's the truth baby Everybody knows everybody And bless God That's how If you can't tell me that's a missionary And that's in Canada Yes it is Hallelujah. And when you walk into their houses, there's holes in the house. Hallelujah. There's like everybody comes in. I'm sitting there and there's like the neighbors. Hey, let me borrow your salt. They take the salt, walk across the street. Hallelujah. I'll make some bannock. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, my friend, it's a missionary field. You don't got to go nowhere. Just come to, come to Siksika. I'll give you my address. Talk to me at the church. I'm not proselyting either. But I'm telling you, my friend, hallelujah. Here's my point that I'm trying to make, hallelujah. We were not almost convinced that God's going to do a work in Siksika. We just believe that God's going to do a work. And when we stepped foot in the Siksika, we said, this city is ours. This town is ours. We were not almost convinced that God was going to do something. We just believed it, and He did it. Some of you are sleeping on me this morning. Let me let me talk to you, man. I found I'm not going to preach this morning. Some of you, damn near wake you up. Hallelujah. I right, want you guys to understand this. When we first went to Six Sick, Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. Like I said, preachers said some pretty dumb stuff, so I started believing in what the preacher said. I said, Yo, Jesus, sometimes you got to talk to God in your own language. <clears throat> I said, yo, Jesus, I'm going to Six Sicker and for the first time because there was some kind of crazy stuff. I'm going to bore you the, 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 the preliminaries. Actually, I'm not going to bore you the preliminaries. I'm going to tell you what happened. See, God was speaking to me. Hallelujah. They were coming to church. And God was speaking to me. And he says, phone this lady. Let me tell you something, church. When God speaks to your heart, you better do it. I said, you better do it. I'm telling you, I'd rather get whipping from my mom and my daddy, but I don't want to get whipping from Jesus. When he whips, it hurts. And it hurts for a long time. When mama hits you, just no big deal. You wake up in the morning, it's a little bit bruised, no big deal, right? But when God hits you, it feels like years. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. And so all of a sudden, God was speaking to my heart, Bishop, and I was just there, and I was like, oh, Bishop, they, they, they can wait, they can wait, they can wait, they can wait for me. And when I started going, there, and then God started speaking to me, he says, phone this lady. I said, I can't phone. Okay, fine, okay, fine, fine. You know what? We get to the point. Says, okay, right, 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 God. Stop nagging me. I'll do it. No problem. I'll do it. When I picked up the phone, hallelujah. And I started phoning the lady. I said, hello. She started crying on the other line. Ah! What's wrong? What's wrong? She started crying. Ah! 
Well, Pastor, I was looking for your number and I couldn't find your number. Well, I just called you. Oh, the Lord spoke to you. Yeah, He did. Thank you, God, for never me know that. Hallelujah. So right now, right away, check mark. Uh, Pastor knows what the Lord told me. Uh-huh. I'm in a good books already, right? So, <clears throat> so she was all crying. So she started explaining. I don't remember what happened. It was a house it was going on messes. It was going all crazy. And I figured, okay, I better go out. I told my wife, honey, pack your bags. We're going to go to Six Sigma. First time. Now, guys, let me tell you something. It's a true story. This brother, man, ain't a very tall guy. He's about five foot, four and a half. You got to add the half in there. It's about five foot, four and a half. Brother in the brown shirt, would you come with me here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you. That's you. Come on, brother. Come here. I saw you so tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, you you my friend now. Don't be hitting me. I'm younger. That's right. The average height in Sixika is about five foot eleven, six foot. And here's the short guy walks into the to the house. They look at me and goes, and that's the preacher. I say, yeah, I'm the preacher. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so they looked at me and they says, and, and that's the preacher. Because see, that's what happened. The grandma kept, they, they, you know, when you go to six, the grandma just got, started cleaning the house. She's like, she started cleaning the house. They told me this afterwards. Come on, the preacher's coming. The preacher's coming. The preacher's coming. They're like, Mom, we don't got no preacher. What are you talking about? The preacher's coming. Hurry up. The pastor's coming. The pastor's coming. So they started cleaning up the house, cleaning up the house, making it all nice and clean. And guess what happened? <laughs> the kids are like, the pastor not coming. There ain't no pastor. We don't got no pastor. But literally they know they're going to soon have one. So I walked into the house in the name of Jesus. I made agreement. says, God, I'm not going to sick sicker. And hallelujah. I know, hallelujah, that I'm the right deal. I know that I got the fruit and you got the power. So I'm going truth and you're going to bring the power. You're right. Comprehend it. Now I want to see you do it. So I walked in the six second, I walked in the doors, and they looked at me, hallelujah, like, who are thee? <laughs> and brother, I was like, praise the Lord, you know. We, we go into, pastors going to their politician mode, praise the Lord, God bless you. <laughs> Preach the Lord, glory to God. And we start shaking hands like we know everybody, like, who are these people? Uh-huh. So I went in my politician mode, praise the Lord, smiling every dog, cats. That dog is there going to kick him in the head. Hallelujah. <laughs> Dumb cats walking about a place and like, man, get that cat out of here. And praise the Lord. I even want to shake the dog hat. Ah, I, I try to pet the dog. I'm going to strip my hand off. <laughs> Don't mess with the dogs and sick of them bad. And so what happens? Here's what happened. I went there. And God, God did something that was miraculous. I've never seen that in, in my entire time. This is my first time I went out there. And I talked to God. I says, God. I'm believing you to do something here. I, I'm not. I'm not saying God. I want. I. I. I am truly believing you because I'm coming in faith, and you got the power. And I want you to show them that I'm the real deal. That's all I told God. I says I want you to show them that I'm the real deal. I want you to show them that I'm the real deal. Can I tell you something? When I walked into that house, we prayed for so many people. Our woman, we started praying, hallelujah. If you know anything about some Aboriginal folks, hallelujah. They got a lot of family in the house. (laughs) 
We prayed for little babies. We prayed, hallelujah, for grandmas. Hallelujah. And when you think there wasn't nobody that was in there, they were all coming out the rooms. One by one. Hallelujah. We start praying for them. And then I, I got another prayer request. I want you to pray for my lost daughter that hasn't been home for six months or a year or something like that. And so we just start praying. Me and my wife, we start praying. Can I tell you something that was miraculous? Everything that we prayed for. You don't hear me. I said everything that we prayed for. Not one thing. Everything that we prayed for. God said I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it in style. And God did it. There was a person that was lost for six months. She came home the next day. Hallelujah. Some person that was overdue the baby. God says it's time for you to bust the water it's going to come out and it's going to come out flowing and so the water broke and in two days she had a baby I'm telling you the person that was sick hallelujah God delivered them because we went believing all the way that God's going to do it we didn't say God's going to almost give us the victory he said he's going to give it us and he did it Come on church, I'm here to tell you today, we don't serve an almost God, we serve a God that is on time, we serve a God that says yes and amen for his church. Your God doesn't operate in the almost, he operates in the yes and the amen and the nay, hallelujah, it's yes or no. What kind of God you serve this morning? I said, what kind of God you serve this morning? Do you got to get your mind believing that we serve a big God? Come here, Joshua, take a spoon on your mouth. <laughs> Woo! Stand right here. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost stand. You stand right there, look at them. One day, hallelujah. Stand up, pulpit. Come on, Papa. Stand right there, look at the people. Don't look at me. One day, Bishop. I'm telling you a true story. Holy Ghost, move upon me. Let me tell you something. There was a lady that was came to our house, our niece. She hasn't. She's been seeing demons and devils and all kind of crazy stuff, man. So they came to Calgary. And I said, all right. So because they're dealing with demons and devils, I said, okay, I better send my kids upstairs. And as soon as I sent my kids upstairs, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and says, why did you send them upstairs? But I didn't pay attention to the voice just then. This was about, how long ago? Three weeks? Three weeks ago. And it was about midnight, and the kids were, sorry, 11 o'clock. I said, kids, you got to go to bed. Go to bed now. Got one of the devils or demons messing around with my little boys. Holy Ghost spoke to me and says, why did you do that? So we start praying. We start praying for the, 
for this person that God will give them the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, you could feel it strong in the room, man. You walk in there, and it will just start smacking you, man. It was so powerful in my house. I felt it so powerfully. Holy Ghost, and then Joshua came up stairs. And brother, we've been we, we've been praying. My, my, my wife and I, we were just praying, Jesus, God, Jesus, God. We're sweating like We tarried, man. We just praying, God, get out of all that. And the more we feel it, the more we get excited. And Joshua comes upstairs, comes in the, 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 to, to grab. He comes in to grab something. The Holy Ghost says, get your son to pray for her. By this time, I says, he spoke to me once. I better listen to twice. I kid you not. I said, son, lay hands on her and pray for her. I've been praying for her for about 45 minutes or half an hour. <laughs> My kid just came. In Jesus' name, received the Holy Ghost. One minute she's speaking in tongues. He just laid hands on her in Jesus' name. The church today, there is power in the kids. We got the power because God has the power. She did not only speak in tongues, she was getting excited. She was shouting out. Her mother got the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost started flowing all because a kid said, In the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell you today, if a kid can operate in that spirit, what about the church? Are you an almost church, or will you be a victorious church? Are you almost there, or will you be there? You don't realize, my friend, the power in these little babies. Where would these babies be if you operate in the almost? We almost gave you a chance to pray. Where would you be today? Hallelujah. If you operate in the almost. You know, we almost went to church. We almost brought our kids to church. We almost, we almost sent them to Sunday school. We almost believed the pastor. We almost. I'm here to tell some parent here today, the best thing you can do is stop operating the almost and start believing that God will use your babies, use your kids, and use you to do His will. In the name of Jesus. Come here, seated. That's all he took. Was just one minute. In the name of Jesus. I kid you not. How's that? God, really? And I'm the pastor. What's up with that? And I went to him and said, Thank you, son. Let me tell you something. There was a time. Bishop, I can get excited when I'm preaching. 
I'm kind of calm today. <clears throat> I'm serious. I'm calm. <sighs> and man, I'm getting all that. And I feel the Holy Ghost just moved over me. Boom. <sighs> Son, do exactly as I tell you to do. You hear me? I said, Joshua, lift your hands. Close your eyes. And I said, Son, I felt the Holy Ghost so strong. And I said, Start praying for the church right now. Come on, pray for the church right now. Come on, start praying for the church right now. Start praying for the church. Come on, start praying for the church. Pray for the church right now. Come on, pray for the church right now, son. Come on, pray for the church. Come on, son, pray for the church. Come on, believe it right now. Pray for us. We need prayer right now. We need to believe this message right now. Come on, son, pray for the church. That's it. I want you to understand this today. I want you to realize that the church, hallelujah, if you operate in an almost situation, that you will not be saved. It's time to get out of your rituals and your routines and start believing that God doesn't operate in an almost. We're not almost going to be there. We will be saved. Come on, church. Come on, Joshua. Pray for this church. That's the Holy Ghost moving this house right now. Come on, Joshua. Pray. Pray right now. Pray right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, Joshua. Pray. Come on, Mama. Come on, Dad. Here's your kid. Here's your moment for your son and your daughter. Will you start hearing the word of God? Or will your kids be lost because of you today? Don't operate in an almost. Operate in a spirit that I've got to live for God, for him and for her. Come on, Joshua. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Come on, keep praying. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come with me, my daughter. In the name of Jesus. Come on, right now. In the name of Jesus. We'll just stand right here. Pray for the church right now. Come on, lift up your hands and pray for the church. Come on. Would you operate in a normal situation? Come on, right now. Come on, right now. In Jesus' name, I'm here to tell you today there is power. Come on, kids, lift up your heads. Lift up your minds. Come on, pray for this church. We need the prayer right now. Hallelujah. Come on, stand right here. Come on, stand right here. Lift up your hands. Lift up your mind right now. Come on. I am not operating in an almost. This is where it's at. Come on, church. I'm preaching to you right now. I'm preaching to you right now. 
I'm preaching to you right now. Would you hear the man of God preach? If you need the Holy Ghost, it's you this morning that needs the Holy Ghost. You can get it. If you need to get baptized this morning, you need to get it, church. I'm here to tell you today, don't be like King Agrippa that said, I almost was convinced. I'm here to tell you today, God will say, and so be it then. And he's going to give you your reward that because you are almost, he's going to send you to a place where the almost people goes. I'm here to preach to you today, this morning. It's not about almost. It's about I am ready and I will and I am going to. Come on, kids. Lift up your voice. Lift